Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Thanks so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead at this hour, it is Jukebox Republic. But as always, we kick off the week with a brand new edition of Here in Taiwan. Hello and welcome to Ta- here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, July the twelfth. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today is Shirley Lin. Hi there. Up next, we're going to be telling you about a very heartwarming story—a dying wish for apple juice fulfilled by some kind strangers. Also, why COVID travel restrictions have led to a surge in the number of begging monkeys across Taiwan, and meet the new director of the American Institute in Taiwan's Taipei office. All that coming up next. Please stick around. Well, this is a very sad but also very sweet story.、Um, there was a woman in Taichung who recently made a call online to. Get some apple juice for a terminally ill younger brother, and it was a specific brand of apple juice from Costco. In fact,、um, it, on PT, PPT, which is a、uh, popular Facebook group, actually PPT gossiping, not to be confused with the online forum that's popular here in Taiwan. Right.、Uh, she wrote, "Quote: My brother is a terminally ill cancer patient who has begun to show signs of dying, and he looks like he is going to leave me at any time. Actually, he hasn't eaten anything for days, and just now, all of a sudden, he said he would like to drink this brand." Of apple juice, end quote, and she'd already asked others,、um, not wishing to leave her brother's side, to go buy the juice for her. But she was told that that,、uh, oddly enough, the this particular brand of apple juice was out of stock temporarily at to the two Costco stores in Taichung.、Mm. So、uh, she went to social media and asked if anyone could sell her a bottle, even offering to pay around thirty-six U.S. dollars for it, a thousand NT dollars, which、oh. is、uh, probably far more than the normal. Per unit price. Yes.、Uh, and asked it for it to be sent to a nearby drugstore. And that afternoon, three separate people did it. They delivered the apple juice、uh, uh-huh. to the place.、Oh. One had even come all the way from northern Taiwan, which is about a two-hour drive. Yeah.、Uh, four hours of back, if you're going back as well. Right. Round trip. So, um,、oh. uh, this was on July seventh, and it really、uh, resonated with a lot of people. It was on the news here. And the drugstore. I'm not sure why she chose the drugstore as the drop-off point, but a worker who saw this and learned of the story said that they, that the whole staff there was greatly moved by the kindness of the people doing this. Yes,、um, Taiwanese people are known to be very friendly, very kind, willing to do anything to help each other.、Um, so, so we're sure that person who delivered from northern Taiwan, like drove all the way down there and came, or or like he asked a, a delivery service. <laughs> no, no. Someone drove there from、really? northern Taiwan. I mean, wow. And they、Look、obviously the, lo- the local Costco's in central Taiwan, where this story takes place, were obviously out of it. So we had to、yeah. have come from out of town. 
Yeah. Actually, they probably all had to have come from out of town now that I think about it. If the uh-huh. local Costco's didn't have any available. Right. So uh, just uh, a sad story, like I said, but uh, it just but goes to show how nice Taiwanese people are. I know, really very are. heartwarming. I mean, things are running out very quickly at Costco. Uh, I mean, you pandemic, know, shopping. People, yeah, you know, even though we have this soft lockdown, people are supposed to stay home, but you have to go out and, you know, food shop, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, constantly, like, like as if Costco is not affected by COVID at all. You know, people are just still flocking there, but they're running out of things. It's the one place yeah. to have a legitimate excuse to flock to. Flock to, right. <laughs> mm. I know. Or or in, that includes all the supermarkets all over yeah. the country. But. Anyway, Taiwanese people are as everybody as nice as they're advertised to be. Yes. Across Taiwan, COVID has brought an unexpected side of monkey business. Now, (laughs) normally, uh, especially in areas where these animals live that are filled with tourists, what the animals will do is pick up scraps and things that the uh, tourists have dropped on the ground. Or, in other cases, either the tourists feed them, which they're not supposed to. No. Or they snatch food from the tourists, which also I think that's more likely. They snatch food. I mean, people learn that you're not supposed to feed those monkeys now because they can get really vicious. They can get into bags and stuff, too. So you got to be careful with them. Yeah, so they snatch it from you. So Taiwan, Formosan macaques are our indigenous monkey species. And one part of Taiwan in particular is having an epidemic, if you will, of (laughs) of monkey-related begging that's affecting local people who didn't had never thought of it before it had never the monkeys were satisfied with what they had mm. but it's changed i mean with the, the amount of tourism to these areas the monkeys natural foraging habits have been completely broken off and lost and now they only know the only way they know how to yeah. get food is by begging from people from or humans. taking it from them um so in nando county's lugu township where there is a sort of forestry recreation area um yeah, locals have been very disturbed by monkeys like climbing onto their balconies and rapping at the windows. Mm. And uh, they have a few people who live nearby interviewed here uh, because of COVID. No one's coming anymore. They don't have any sources of food, so they're they're going into local people's houses and <sighs> they're that smart. Um, yeah, they'll do anything. They, where they know there's people, there's food. So that is, which is true. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, COVID has stopped all the travelers from coming. So in, from the Shito Forest Recreation Area, they're roaming out to the surrounding countryside. And one local says, if I had not seen it myself, I would not have believed that such a thing could happen there. And yeah, um, in, in some cases, it's more than one of them will climb up. I saw there's a picture that goes with this article of, of a bunch of them sitting on a balcony. Someone's They climbed up to someone's balcony and were waiting outside the sliding the door. <laughs> Um, and they're not scared or worried or shy. No, they or hang, they hang around outside all. their houses yeah, and even very like I said, ease. tapping on windows and doors asking for food. Now, some locals have used sticks to chase them off when they get a bit mm-hmm. aggressive. Some other local people nearby though have even resorted to scaring them with fireworks or BB guns, which I think is kind of mean, but um the thing is uh, that yeah, while this species the Formosan rock macaque has been removed from our protected species list, they are still uh, you still can't hurt them under the Wildlife Conservation Act. There's provisions under there, even though they're not a protected or vulnerable species anymore. I wouldn't dare to get um, close to any one of them. <laughs> no. Um, Although I've had a close encounter with them, I think, a couple uh, of years ago. Really? Yeah. You want me to talk about that? Yeah, what happened? Well, we went to uh, Wuling Nongchang. You know, it's, uh, it's uh, a farm. That's for, known for sheep, not monkeys. Uh, 
Nope, 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 nope. That's a different one. Oh, the, the, the one oh, you no, think no. about a sheep, that's Qingjing oh, farm. Oh, different yeah. farm. Okay. Yeah. So um, anyway, my daughter, the one who's a nurse, she wanted to make a trip somewhere with my, uh, you know, my husband and, and I before she started work because she knew that she's going to have a hard time getting vacation. After starting so, a job? Yeah, so that was her choice, that we want to go to Uling Farm. Okay, the first night, we decided to get really early in the morning to watch the sunrise. Mm. So it was... Out in the it was dark out, and we were just like wrapping our way to the car. And as we were driving to a place where we we're supposed to watch the sunrise, the, uh, the car lights shot right at a bunch of monkeys. Crossing the road? Um, Did they no, you? they were in the trees. Oh, in the trees. And and they were looking, staring right at us. You know. Okay, so that was a close encounter. We were in the car. We were safe. But then that afternoon. For some reason, while my husband was not in the cabin, we stayed at a cabin, and we had the door closed. Good thing we had the door closed. My daughter and I were chatting inside, and we heard the scratching on the door, Ooh, banging creepy. and scratching. It really was sounded really scary. <laughs> we could only think it was the monkeys. Yeah. We could only think it was the monkeys. You didn't see them? No, we didn't dare to open a window. I mean, I like, opened a door, and we tried to look at you know through the window if we could, but um, we the angle wasn't right. But yeah. That was the closest I ever get. Uh, but you know what? We've got so much of these stories about these monkeys in yeah. the news that we know. I think every single person in Taiwan knows that to stay away from those monkeys. Well, they're hard to stay so, away from. In some areas, they're very near human yeah. settlements. Um, yeah, well, I mean... One area where they've come out where I've had a close encounter, they didn't bother me specifically, but I you saw mean you them, actually saw them? I saw them snatch a fast food bag out of someone's motorcycle. <laughs> it was just... That's a and very close a, encounter. And it was about to attack a kid that was holding some food as well. Um, I know. This is on Shoshan, which is a mountain outside of Kaohsiung that's known for, you, it's, I think its nickname is Monkey Mountain because yes. they all live in large troops there. But well, it's, it's hugely southern popular. Taiwan. So. It's hugely popular with cyclists and sightseers. It's sort of a, sort of, not a full-fledged full national park, but it's it's a designated area where I mean, people come to ride their motorcycles and mm -hmm. uh, or ride their bikes or go walking and... Yeah, in some areas where I saw these cyclists going past, there were monkeys above them, and I thought, what if they jumped on their backs? Like, they're in a perfect position <sighs> oh, to spring. Oh, I would scream. So, uh, and there was, yeah, and like I said, I saw the, uh, them snatch food from a, a kid, so. Yeah, well, I was told that, of course, you know, you should not leave your food out if you're picnicking and leave the food out and go play somewhere. But apparently, even if you carry food in a bag and you've got it all tied up, they'll still try, yeah, try they, to get yeah, at you, you know? and Backpacks. Uh, yeah, backpacks. So, so you, uh, uh, supposedly you just try not to bring any food on yeah. you when you go hiking. But they don't care. They're, they think there might be food inside. They'll still take it. Right. Exactly. They just so, think that it's assumed there's food in there. Yeah. It says here that there's towns. This is just one town that we've talked about, uh, the Lugu District in Nantou County. But uh, apparently towns across Taiwan have seen similar incidents as their local tourist sites full of monkeys begging for food have emptied out. And they just have hungry monkeys now. Hungry so, monkeys. It's become an issue too large for local governments to solve by themselves, and so it looks like our They're not going to do anything about it? And so it looks like the Nanto Bureau of Agricultural Affairs asked the central government to convene a meeting about, about how to deal with monkey problems. <laughs> that's how big they, Yeah, that's how big they're calling in the big guns. That's how serious it's and gotten. And that's how serious it's gotten. So, oh, yeah. wow. Well, it's been a long, you know long-term thing with these monkeys yeah it's a ongoing um, issue with farmers fruit farmers especially it's a long-term that issue. too they are how to live together peacefully because coexist because they they they're known for rap ransacking orchards and fruit oh, what can and, you do and they can't you can't hurt them 
Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to, but it's kind of a difficult situation that doesn't I'm, seem to have a solution. Well, I'm thinking that decades ago, maybe these monkeys weren't this vicious. Mm. I mean, over time to just kind of train themselves to be I that. They always were. Be, you think <laughs> they always were? They're yeah. that type of, you know, like bad tempered kind of. Yeah. Vicious kind of monkeys. Mm. I want to stay away from them. <laughs> I'll stay away from the South Taiwan. Uh, they're everywhere, though. You can't get away from them on Taiwan. Yeah, I mean, Northern Taiwan. We have them. Much. We have them. Really? Oh yeah. I haven't seen. Mm, that. They're there. Okay. Well, the American Institute in Taiwan, uh, the de facto U.S. embassy here, in the absence of formal diplomatic ties, they're getting a new director at their Taipei office, and mm -hmm. uh, oh. and that means that there's an outgoing director as well who's written a farewell sort of love letter to Taiwan. I it's know. not always been an easy ride, it sounds like. From well, this. it seems like you know he must really love Taiwan so much, and he's you know he's feeling very sad to leave. I mean, I haven't heard about a farewell letter from any outgoing director. I think so they usually far. do write something or they, make they a speech do? of some sort. Oh, that's okay. pretty standard but oh. um do we know where he's being reposted any, any idea yet or oh wait i think wasn't that in the news oh gosh well, anyway already, he's got yeah, a letter in my mind but yeah it's he, very he nice wrote gesture. this letter he said the first time he left his hometown at the age of 19 it was to come to taiwan and at that early age taiwan became synonymous to him with the idea of exchange and understanding and blah 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 sorry uh that's not uh, in the letter is no, it no, the blah no, blah no. blah with, Cut that, cut that. No, it's staying. No, with the ideas of exchange and understanding, exploration, and adventure, Taiwan represented both disorienting foreignness and unexpected opportunity as I tried new food like sui jiao. That's, um, that's what do you call it? Dumplings. These, um, dumplings, that's right. Not, that's not terribly exotic, I don't no. think. They're very delicious. Yes, um, and, and chou tofu, stinky, stinky tofu. tofu. That uh, is a is a shock to the system the first time you smell it. That takes acquiring to death. Yeah. And I learned to navigate my way through streets crowded with bicycles and scooters. Oh, and I thought that he learned how to ride a scooter. Maybe he does. I don't know. Because I, I don't. The scooters, definitely. I don't know about bicycles so much anymore. Yeah. Maybe back in the day. Right. <laughs> yeah, true. Back in the day. And struggled to make myself understood with my rudimentary Mandarin, but all the while discovering the kindness and generosity that welcomed me wherever I went. See, there you go. It's the thing about Taiwanese people were just so kind and generous and friendly. Friendly. And it's and so it felt appropriate for me to serve my first tour as a U.S. diplomat in a place that first sparked in me a lifelong interest in Asia and in particular Taiwan and in cross-cultural understanding and shared purposes. And uh, so he said my career took me to other places, but mostly still in China region. But the memories of my experience in Taiwan stayed with me. And finally, have the opportunity to serve as a top U.S. diplomat to Taiwan with the combination of all the years that came before. And he got to serve, I think he was the one in charge when they built that swanky new headquarters mm. in Nehu. They, 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 yeah. moved, they moved to a new location, a purpose-built building. So, it's kind of... Right, so he kind of left a footprint <laughs> before he left. I'm know? not sure <laughs> what, how much of that he was involved well, with. Well, actually, but it was the one before him, right? It was the one before him? Yeah, okay. who started it, I, I guess. Oh, you're right, you're right, yeah. And he said, he, he, the letter went on, it says, people often ask me why I have such a fondness for Taiwan. And isn't it obvious? I, I always think. Yeah, I feel like if you've been here, <laughs> when you've been here, you don't have to ask that question. Yeah, that's right. And so uh, let me jump on. It says, uh, second for United States, Taiwan exemplifies the intersection of 
shared interests and shared values. Our partnership is about making sure our economies are beneficiaries rather than casualties of technological development and ensuring that technological de development advances rather than undermines our principles. But more than any of these things, I remember the ways that Taiwan has touched me personally. Hmm. I will always remember my first Christmas in Taiwan and my first Chinese New Year. Yeah, that's an always a big memory. Isn't yeah, it? it's, it's the biggest thing in Taiwan. Hmm. I will remember the warmth of Taiwan friendship, the faith of my fellow church members, the taste of a mango bing. <laughs> he it's actually spelled bing, B-I-N-G, as in um, mango ice. shaved ice. Yeah, on a hot summer day, the mm. echo of fur lease from the recycling truck. The that's yeah, that's the truck, song it yeah. plays. That's one of the songs Robert's it plays truck. when yeah, they come yeah. by. Right, lots of first-time visitors mistake it for a sound of an ice, ice cream, cream truck. Car truck. Yeah. yeah, nope, it's trash time. Right. <laughs> The fragrance of jasmine blossoms and village alleyways, these are just some of the memories I would treasure. I will remember the long dinners with dear friends full of laughter and stories, and I will remember the many kindnesses. I remember all the ways, big and small, that you, the people of Taiwan, touched my life and the lives of my family, and for that I thank you. I may be oh. leaving Taiwan, but Taiwan will never leave me. Okay. Well, there's a new director coming in uh, for the for the uh, Taipei office, and it's the first woman to ever take the post. Yes, her name is, since her 1979. Last name is Kirk. Yes, and she's a 30-year career. How do you say her last name again? Aldkirk, I think. Aldkirk, okay. And she's a dip Sandra 30 year, uh, Yes, diplomat. 30-year veteran of the diplomatic corps. Yes. Uh, we're excited to have her. I'm not sure if she's arrived yet because they just announced her appointment to right, the. Right, sometime position. this summer, but I'm. It, it's very vague. Didn't give a specific date, but I think. I'm assuming maybe August. No, and she's fluent in Chinese. And I know that she's been here before. She was sent oh, okay. on some diplomatic mission of some sort here in, during the 90s, I think, mm. is what I read. Yeah, okay. So we're well, happy to nice have her to and have hope, her. That, hope that she will leave with uh, all the same warm yeah. sort of memories. I mean, you know, she already met with our um, town's envoy to, to the, the U.S., US uh, Shabi Kim, who's a woman too. Who's in the U.S., so I guess she must so. not be here yet. Now, yeah, you're right, because they just met, what, last week? Yeah. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that's kind of nice, having a woman, you know, yeah, in the AIT for the first the time. Yeah, the U.S. and Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, so it'd be great. I, I, I want to hear her Chinese, <laughs> she how she speaks Chinese. <laughs> Well, it seems like it may be a very, very long time before we're able to travel internationally again, but those of us, uh, well, I don't, but those of us who do have a Taiwanese passport uh, can look forward to visa-free access to 146 destinations. That's okay. according to uh, the latest evaluation of passports by the Henley Passport Index. Oh, uh, okay. They do like this every quarter of the year, every three months. I'm not sure why so frequent. I don't yeah, think why so frequent? Things change, the rules change that often, but... Oh. Um, and uh, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's the 31st most powerful passport in the world. Uh, okay. And so that came out on Wednesday last week. And it's actually moved up one spot in the survey from the second quarter. And I don't know why that is. It's not explained here. <laughs> Did some country just be like, <laughs> got just off like the list. Oh, you can have you, you can come in for without visa, too. Um, mm. And so it is competitive. 31st out of it says 199 different passports. And they looked at 227 different travel destinations, and they've ranked them based on how many places you can go without a visa. Taiwan's 31st, which it's actually, we're tied. We're tied with two countries. Want to guess which ones they are? You probably will not get it. Oh. <laughs> Give it a wild great. guess. One, here's a hint. One of them is a, an ally of us, um, a, a diplomatic ally of Taiwan in the Caribbean. Guessing? Uh, Caribbean, um, wait, um, Nauru? 
that's in the Pacific. <laughs> <It's> Saint, <laughs> I don't okay. know my geography. So Saint Lucia, and okay. which is one of the countries that recognizes Taiwan diplomatically, also a country that I'm not sure if many people here are familiar with, Mauritius, which is an island oh. off eastern Africa. They we share thirty first spot with them. Um, so uh, want to guess who was on the top? USA. No. Um. Um. And Japan. Yes. Really? Yes. Um, oh. And this is the fourth year, and I guess for every quarter they look at it, but it's four whole years now that they've been at the top of the pile. They can go to 193 versus our 146, so they have a few dozen more options. Oh, wow. Actually, it really is 146 to 193. That really isn't... That's only, like I said, a few dozen countries different, so it actually... <laughs> it's kind of a narrow range there, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? Um, in second place was Singapore. Okay. They're just one one country more... And they'll be equal to Japan. Okay. Then in third tide is South Korea and Germany. Um, oh. And uh, we are behind Hong Kong. They're 18. Okay. But we are, and we're also, uh, but we're right ahead of Macau. They're 32nd. China's oh. down at second, 72nd. So we're at least uh, yeah. ahead of some other countries, even if we're not in the top you know, percentile. Right. Um, do you travel with your Taiwan passport? I know you have I multiple do. ones. N no. I not just, anymore? You did. Not anymore. I did. Because I used to live in Japan, so I used to have that. And, and I used to live in Hong well. Kong. I used to have that, but no. So you just anymore. use a Taiwan passport Before to travel? expired, yeah. I wonder if I can renew my Hong Kong passport. I should be able to, right? We well, don't, don't live there anymore. So <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> neither, neither Japan. So hmm. I just have one Taiwan passport. Yes. There are a lot of reasons that workers might grumble and mumble and complain. This is a strange one. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. We're talking about um, several Taipei District Court staffers, uh, staff members complain about not being able to brush their teeth in the court's washrooms over the sink. Okay? Yeah. You know, here's the thing. A lot of times people, not me though, um, have the habit that after they have lunch at work, then they want to brush their teeth. Okay. Yeah, now, but, for some, it, they've got some oral issues, so they have to brush their teeth in. So. But now with COVID, they're banning You've got to wear your mask at all times. Yeah. And then you're going like, well, then why can't you go brush your teeth? You know what? I mean, um, have you noticed that at RTI, you know, we've got these kitchenettes, like where the water yeah. cooler is. Um, there are actually a small sign saying, please don't like spit in the sink in well, the, the kitchen but people do it in our bathrooms because they, they brush yeah, their teeth because in our they brush their teeth there so i guess they they're saying that they don't want people well, to brush their teeth in the there. bathrooms it's okay so then normally it's a bathroom, here. but yeah not but now the courtroom is saying that the bathrooms are not a okay you brush your teeth at home what no 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 but you just had lunch and you don't want so you, you need to clean your teeth i mean some, some people floss yeah. or something I don't know. oh that won't do it they brush their teeth here it's oh, flossing doesn't do the thing i don't get it so you know what though actually they're saying that as you know alternatively they're telling them to take a like a, a gargle cup oh. and then go into the toilet stall ew. and brush your teeth there that's I'm going gross like, ew, that's gross that's worse than this is not a good idea this is a terrible idea ew. this is like what are you thinking of <laughs> i mean not it doesn't just seem very hygienic does it you know but then some people are saying yeah, but then you're a limit. Then it, then the stalls are is more smaller space. Uh, yeah. Then it's more likely that you have all the disease and viruses. Yeah, I was going like, 
you mean actually someone would be willing to go and you know brush your teeth in the in the toilet stall? If they are really that's that gross. Into it. That's oh, like no. no, not me. I would never ever do that. I mean, I don't brush my teeth after yeah. lunch, which I think that maybe I should because I mean people say that that twice that's a day is you, enough. Oh well, morning and night. Well, it yeah, it wears down your enamel if you do it too much. So. Oh, maybe because you know, you know, times people have a habit of taking a nap after they have lunch, which I don't. Now, get you either. don't want to nap with food in your mouth. I Ew. mean, with like you know, in between your teeth. Just, just floss. So you, it's fine. No, no, no. So they brush your teeth. Hey. So, that's. I can't believe this is actually an issue here, but anyway. Yeah, well. So. First world problems. <laughs> anyway, that does, about does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Shirley Lin. Stay tuned for more of Shirley next on Jukebox Republic. Just tune into Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and that's a Xie Jingyan, Jeannie Xie, with a Taiwanese song. Um, she's singing about freedom, 自由自在 just being very free. Why am I playing this song? Well, I've got good news and bad news. I guess I will start with the bad news though. So, level three COVID alert in Taiwan is extended to July 26. It was originally going to be lifted on July 12. That's today. But、uh, no, so it's going to be extended another two weeks, and、um, because、uh, the government is still worried that even though domestic cases have gone down, we're just afraid that there might be a surge in local cases if we were to, you know, totally lift the lockdown. Well, it's a semi-lockdown.、Um, so I don't have the specifics, but at least I know that、uh, we can leave our houses and go some places. I'll fill you in on details as much as I can, but let's listen to this song first. 自由自在 
烦恼伊爱情，何时才会有人听？不管天有偌大，总是会当找到属于你的伴。自由自在啊，快乐生活，缘分若到，自然看有迄条线。祝福你的生活，永远有快乐做伴。是才会有人听，不管天有偌大，总是会当找到属于你的伴。自由自在啊，快乐生活，缘分若到，自然看有迄条线。祝福你的生活，永远有快乐做伴。Well, it's not like we got total, you know, like lift of the、uh, semi lockdown, and it's not like you know we can go just anywhere. We're totally free. No,、um, let me give you the specifics. Well, first of all,、uh, it seems like it's been almost two months since we've had soft lockdown.、Um, so it all happened、uh, when we had a sudden surge in domestic cases,、uh, especially in Taipei, New Taipei area. And so, starting May fifteenth, yeah.、Um, so this soft lockdown was、uh, imposed on Taipei, New Taipei. But then four days later, it got worse. So then the whole nation、um, uh, got this、uh, semi-lockdown.、Um, so now it's not going to. It's not a total、uh, lift of the、um, of the soft lockdown. It's with some restrictions. So starting July 13, some places will be relaxed,、uh, which includes like national parks, national scenic areas, amusement parks, leisure farms, forest recreation areas, botanical gardens, cultural parks, school playgrounds, and driving classes. Yeah, like you know, you want to get your、uh, driver's license. Yeah. Okay. So this is for outdoors, and and it makes sense. You know, I think it's safer being outdoors. You know,、uh, I think that this can do. You know these outdoor places. If they, you know, you can start going to these places with restrictions, though. Okay,、um, just minor restrictions. Of course, like the usual. You know, wearing a mask, keep a social distancing.、Um, what else? Okay, going to certain places where you have to leave your info by、um, scanning a QR code. Anyway, so、um, let me go on here.、Um, I, I I don't know about amusement parks though, because you know. You know the, some of the rides. You have visitors sitting right next to each other, and in such close proximity. And I don't think that's good unless they're limiting number of riders. So I don't know the specifics. You know, just just relaxing these、uh, certain places、uh, as of tomorrow. I mean, it's the twelfth today, so starting the thirteenth. Anyway, I'm sure they're going to have more specific restrictions at the venues. And I mean, gosh, nobody wants to get COVID, and yet everyone wants to start working. Right, staying home has been too boring. Like my in-laws, you know, they will be able to start taking walks in their botanical garden near them. 
Yay. Or maybe they won't. I don't know. No, they already got the vaccines, at least the first shots. So maybe they feel all right, you know, going to the botanical garden near them. Um, um, I hope that they feel safer. It's because my mother-in-law, she's always very nervous about these kind of things. Oh, school playgrounds. You know, school playgrounds have been open to the public. Most school playgrounds. Does that mean, you know, most school will be open to people taking walks and exercising on the school grounds? Like my hubby, Big John, and I used to, you know, go jogging around these tracks at a junior high school near us. Okay, now let's talk about indoors because that's the more scary part. Okay, so art galleries, museums, these are going to be able to open up. Movie theaters, yay, movie theaters. It's Big John and my best pastime, and that is to go to the movies. You know, when we had level two um, alert kicked in, we were still going to the movies, but we had to keep our masks on. And there were a couple of occasions when we were the only ones in the whole theater, and that felt pretty cool. A couple of times we, you know, asked a movie, you know, personnel to take a picture of us in the theater, which we've got all to ourselves. Okay, so then performance venues, yes, they will be open, but without audience. Aha. Social and educational institutions and cultural centers. And then some other indoor and outdoor sports venues Oh, will be open, except for swimming pools. I can understand that. And golf courses. Yeah, I'm sure it's talking about these outdoor um, golf courses. I wonder if this includes sports centers. So that means we get to resume our Zumba classes, I mean, Big John and I, and have strength training with our coach, I think. He's probably dying to go back to the gym and start working again, working out again. Well, he told us he gained some weight, something like five kilos, very easily after a couple of weeks of no workout. Well, we did get a set of dumbbells, some exercise elastics, and this exercise bench um, to work out at home. I wouldn't say I'm using them very much, but neither is Big John for some reason. I don't know. He didn't find a motivation. He said he's just lazy. That's terrible. I and mean, we've got these workout equipments at home, and he's not using them. And But our son is using them quite a lot, um, more than what Big John and I are doing. I think our son will still continue to use them even after the gym opens because he doesn't want to spend money going to the gym. That makes sense. Yeah, so we got some freedom here. Another song about freedom. Here's um, 自由人生, Free Life by Gao Xiangpeng. Pedong 我被告笑容颜 
So that was also a Taiwanese song. Okay, now we're getting on to dining venues. This is very important. So restaurants, traditional markets, and night markets, department stores, and food courts in department stores are going to be able to open as long as they comply with uh, guidelines for indoor venues. This is a big deal, but it's also something I'm really worried about because people are just going to start running out and going to restaurants and eating in, and that's probably going to lead to some cases... I don't know. I mean, we're opening our mouths to eat at restaurants. That's how I see how disease is transmitted most easily. Unless I see how the restaurant is actually going to do the best that they can to prevent all that from happening. I guess that they would have to have certain you know, precautions, which I don't know yet, because I say I'm going to take it easy. And I hope that you know, Big John and I and my son, uh, our son, are going to take it easy, not rush it. And, and you know, let all the hoarding and, you know, crowds at restaurants die down a little bit before we actually go. I don't know if I get to. Of course, there are going to be partitions placed on tables. And they're going to have to. Now, McDonald's and my hubby's favorite fried chicken place called TKK Fried Chicken, they're not going to open yet until, 
you know, supposedly the semi-lockdown is going to be lifted on July 26, right? So another two weeks. Um, because I guess um, they just don't want to take risks. Or maybe that they're already doing pretty good with deliveries and takeouts. Although I did talk to someone who owns a pizza place. And, and I thought that, oh, you must be making a lot of money because pizza is like one of those things so fit for takeouts, you know. But he said no, because part of the expenses now go to delivery fees. Hmm. Okay. And But Burger King is opening up for dining in, though. I guess they figured they can't remain closed any longer. Otherwise, they're going to go out of business. Although the three of us have either gotten takeouts or delivery from all of these three places, McDonald's, TKK Fried Chicken, and Burger King. So we are supporting them. Yes, we're good. I say we go slow on this. I really don't want to see people rushing and crowding in at restaurants. Just picturing it just kind of scary, really. Anyway, another song about all this freedom. So like this song here, 多出来的自由, Extra Freedom by Yan Chen Xu. Oh, 
Others that I did mention, they are going to remain closed for now, at least. So uh, it looks like, you know, we're opening up little by little. We're taking precautions. We're not going to rush it. I know some people are still going to complain. But deep inside, I hope that they know this is the right thing to do, that this is all for the best of everyone, okay? And I'm actually kind of used to staying at home on days when I'm at work. I kind of like it, you know? I get to play a little bit of piano. I, um, I get to read. Oh, yeah, I get to read. And I get to do some adult coloring book. Yeah, coloring, yes. And uh, I still can dance Zumba at home and and uh, work out at home. So, but um, yeah, I, I say we, uh, I hope that everybody take precautions still and stay vigilant. That's it for Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lynn of Radio Taiwan International. One last song about freedom here. Freedom Song by Yun Duan Siji Cloud Driver. 
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. 